Stay Sane with Jane, the show that helps you and your business to thrive, not just survive. Tune in each week as Jane connects with guests in the wellness, business and publishing worlds, bringing you the most up-to-date training, techniques, healing and guidance for growth, mindset and motivation. Each session includes a magical guided meditation led by Jane or one of her special guests. Here's your host, Jane Scanlon. Hello and welcome. My name is Jane and this is episode 28 of Stay Sane with Jane. And today we are interviewing the wonderful Tracy Kimberg. Tracy is a couples therapist and relationship expert who's passionate about empowering individuals through nurturing healthy relationships and personal growth with a deep understanding of unexpected challenges life can bring. Tracy believes in the transformative power of change. She's dedicated to supporting her clients on their journey towards positive transformation. And she's based very close to me. Um, I'm in Bournemouth and Tracy is based in Dorchester. So she serves clients in Bournemouth, Poole, Christchurch, Weymouth, London and beyond. Um, Thank you so much for joining us, Tracy. Well, thanks for the invitation. I'm so excited about seeing where this conversation is going to go. (laughs) Fantastic. So I've introduced you and I've said a little bit about your business um, and the kind of and and what you you do within it. But can you tell us a little bit about you? We could obviously hear a South African accent there as well. Um, Yeah. Tell us a little bit bit more about Tracy. Well, um, like you said, I'm from South Africa. I've been in the UK for 11 years now. Um, I'm a mum. I've got three gorgeous daughters. And um, originally, after school, decided I would go into nursing. So I studied nursing and evolved through that career to realising that I'm far more interested in relationships and mental health side of things. And um here I am today, a, a couple therapist. Um, the the journey's been extraordinary. It's been very closely connected to my own life and my own family and my own situation. And that's probably what I feel makes me such a good therapist because I've used my own experiences through my career evolution and my evolution as a human being, as a mum, as a partner to um, incorporate all those lessons and life lessons into what I do as a therapist. Oh, that's fantastic. So today is going to be the ultimate guide to thriving family connections. Um, and we're going to get some wonderful insights. Um, I am really, really pleased you're on. Um, and I'm excited about this interview and where, where it's going to take us. Because the, our relationships really form everything don't they? Whether it's your um, kind of companion relationship, family relationship, friendships, and then even into work relationships and your colleagues and things like that. Mm. Yeah, it 
it's a massive part of our human experience, isn't it? That is so, so true. You know, there's a very famous quote um, in my my field of, of expertise by Esther Perel, and she says that um, the quality of your relationship reflects the quality of your life. Mm. So, I mean, if you are able to learn the skill of building extraordinary relationships, whether, like you say, it's your romantic relationship, it's with your family or with business colleagues or clients, your your life will reflect that mm. in how you feel about yourself and those around you. So, you know, it's such an important part of, of happiness, which is something that we all want is to be happy, isn't it? It is. It is. I've got a... Um... A little mini course, which is a seven seven steps to kind of happiness and enlightenment. And um, one of the steps is about relationships. Um, and I don't know if you've found that uh, within within that course, if ever I do it in a group, I get some people who are single. And they're like, "Oh, well, I'm single," and I'm always like, "Yeah, but what about all the other millions of relationships in your life? Are mm. are we or have we been programmed to really?" kind of focus and think we just have this one special relationship in our life this one love relationship or or, I think that's 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 a very interesting um you know debate topic to um touch on because we could talk about it probably for ages (laughs) it all evolves from how you were brought up um specifically Mm. I think with women you have all these fairy tales telling you that you know your prince charming is going to come and swipe you, swipe you, you up into his arms and and carry you off into the sunset and all's going to be great yes. and then you're going to live happily ever after. Um, but that doesn't happen and it never. What life is not a fairy tale, but it also is about um, allowing people nowadays, which is a great um almost gift that we have in 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 the times we're living in now where people have become a lot more more aware of inner happiness Mm. and how your happiness you can't ask or depend on somebody else to make you happy yes you need to find that within yourself and it's something that us in our generation i mean i'm 53 now i feel that it's especially started in our generation of um, people that were born in the 60s, 70s, mm-hmm. that you started becoming more, more aware of what you teach your children. Yes. Um, about focusing on from the inside out so that when you do go into relationships, whether it's with friendships or, like we said, all those different ones earlier, that you realize your responsibility in that relationship Mm-hmm. And it actually starts with yourself. You know, I was um, brought up, Jane, in a very strict um, religious type of upbringing house, very rigid, mm-hmm. where it says that um, you have to uh, give to others first and then to yourself. Yes. Um, and that is from old school type of yes teachings and Mm -hmm. that's i think why there's so many people 
in our parents' generation who are actually quite unhappy, quite um, depressed, quite unfulfilled, or they think they are. Yeah. And it, all, and it all comes from their relationships which haven't worked out, whether it's in business. When they fail in business, they think it's something to do with them. When they fail in relationships, they feel it's something to do with them. But um, I'm very excited about seeing this whole evolution of thought happening where people are now realizing that, hang on, maybe it's because that person's not right for me. Hang on, mm -hmm. maybe this job's not right for me. And it's the, the choice to actually move away from things that aren't right for you in order to find a healthy relationship wherever it is, is not a bad idea. Yeah. Yes, I totally agree. I think my my whole, um, speaking personally, my whole like journey through relationships has has been a very interesting one. You know, could write a book on it type of thing. <laughs> um, and I'm reading, I'm reading a book at the moment called Attached. I can't remember who it's by, but it's about different attachment styles. Oh, I love that. Yes. In relationships, yeah, which I, I'm sure you, you know all about. And it's just been so eye-opening to, to read this book, to think about the different relationships, friendships, everything, um, and the different attachment styles. And then you can see, when you have that kind of knowledge, you can see how things, how relationships can play out and how, you know, different people can bring different types of draw drama etc exactly and you know the 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 thing about those um teachings that are out there and available is that i wish everybody would just learn how it works so that it could enrich their own lives because mm. you know when you read a book like that or when you learn about something like attachment styles or love languages or um apology languages or or um emotional intelligence all these terms that it's our responsibility to learn you become far more self-aware yeah and about yourself but you also get to know yourself and you know what's right for you and what isn't yeah and that's the only way that you can set boundaries isn't it if you know yourself really well mm -hmm. yeah um, I agree. I think um, even just recently reading reading this book, and it's a book that my partner had already read, and then we were talking about it, and it's it's just freed up. It's freed up some of the. Obviously, we're still going to go through, you know, s s patterns and things like that, but having that awareness of what you do, what your partner does it can free up the relationship because there's we there could be so much unsaid stuff yeah in... those assumptions isn't it and those, the assumptions that, yes those assumptions that we all make um because of what we are seeing and what we are interpreting going on in front of us which is often exactly the opposite of what's actually going on for the person opposite you yeah um and to realize that it all comes from all those insecurities or those insecure attachment styles or, or things like that yes. so you know and then if you know what a secure attachment style looks like you know what to you working towards and yeah. 
you can point out to yourself, hang on, maybe you're being a bit like this, or maybe you're being a bit like that. And it's not to constantly criticize yourself. No, not at all. It's about um, being aware and knowing where you can grow. Mm. And grow is a word I use so often with my clients. It's, it's not about change because people are very reluctant to change, aren't they? If someone yes. says, oh, I wish you would change. But when the you- handbrake you know, goes yes, on. <laughs> exactly, it does. But if you are open to say to um, your partner or your colleague, how can we grow this relationship together? Oh yeah, it takes on a totally different terminology, doesn't it? Yes, it immediately holds it like a warm space of nurturing and um, moving forward, you know, and in a good way. Mm. Yeah, that's beautiful. Really, really like that. Um, You you mentioned love languages, which I've heard of, and I've read the book, um, and I. I've, I've done the kind of quiz a couple of times. So for me, when I originally did it, it was probably maybe eight years ago now when I originally took mm-hmm. the test. And then when I took it again more recently, a couple of years ago, my love languages had changed mm-hmm. because my exp- my life experiences had changed. And I think I had grown and healed as a person and everything do you find that's a do you find that happens to other people their love languages I love I absolutely love that you've brought this up Jane because um I think you should on a regular basis do your love language especially if you're in a romantic relationship or even with your children Mm. if you have children because we are constantly evolving. I mean, you're not going, you, your cells are dying, you're regenerating every single day, okay? So apart from that side of things, you're not gonna be the same person you are in three months time. And it's the same with your relationship. Your relationship is constantly evolving. Mm-hmm. And if you, you know, when you feel that our relationships go like this all the time, isn't it? It's a beautiful yeah. dance of energies. Mm-hmm. And if you are allowing your relationship to do this without overreacting when you feel at this point, this is the point where you need to do your love language so that you can make it easier for yourselves to come back together. Oh, and beautiful. when you are um, in a state of, disconnect with your partner and you really yearning for that attunement that's so beautiful when you feel connected that's when you need to use the tools that are out there for us mm-hmm. and you'll find that your love language changes so when you disconnected your love language is probably going to be maybe physical touch or quality time okay but mm-hmm. when you're really close together you that's being fulfilled yes so then what's lacking is going to be high Mm. then maybe you're going to actually feel like yes we're feeling really connected but my partner needs to man up and help me clean the house for instance it was acts of service came (laughs) up the top one (laughs) 
exactly. Yes. So, so interesting. Wow. So then, you know, that's how you know your partner. You, then you can sit with your partner and say, look, we feel, I'm feeling a bit disconnected. Would you mind doing your love language quiz again with me? Mm. So we can see what's going on here. And it just sheds a bit of light. And then your partner might be saying, well, quality time or I need a bit of words of affirmation right now. Mm. And then you can love your partner the way they need to be loved. And your partner can love you the way you need to be loved in that beautiful dance cycle, wherever you are. And that's how you can really feel connected. And connection happens when you feel seen, when you feel heard, when you feel that your emotional needs are being met. So, you yeah. know, that's when the gap between that dance it's almost like, you know, when you were at school and you had to do these dance classes with yes. people that you couldn't stand or someone that had BO or something. Yeah. And you'd be dancing with your arms right out. <laughs> sometimes in a relationship, you're dancing like that. Yeah. But the closer you get, the closer your dance becomes and you mm. become closer to one and that attunement happens so beautifully. So, yeah, love languages, it's one of my favorite tools, really. Uh, that's such brilliant advice, Tracy. Thank you so much. Um, now, something I hadn't heard of, which you mentioned earlier, was apology languages. Oh, yes. What? What's this? Ooh. This could so, be uh, a game changer. <laughs> you know, I think um, in relationships, once again, all types of relationships, but let's for uh, the sake um, focus on a romantic relationship now. Mm -hmm. If um, you, the, how do we avoid building resentment in a relationship? Because when you start building resentment, that's when the disconnect happens, right? Yeah. When you start feeling a little bit annoyed or like not seen, not heard, resentful um, emotions start building. It's important to understand that the way you need to hear an apology is different to probably what your partner needs to hear an apology. Mm. So there's different aspects to an apology. And I mean, it's it's probably an hour's talk if I would have to explain it, yeah. which I'd, lovely, I'd love to do one day. But um, to just put it into a nutshell for the time that we have today, um, you might need to hear um remorse you might need to hear what you need to do to make it right what the other person mm -hmm. needs to do to make it right mm -hmm. you might need to hear the exact words i am sorry mm -hmm. you might need to need to understand to hear that they understand what they did was wrong and hurtful all those different aspects need to it depends on what you need to you need to hear. So if I'm a person that, for instance, my apology language is I need to hear the words I am so sorry that I hurt your feelings. What I did was wrong, and I will never do it again. Yeah. I don't need to hear at all. What can I do to make it up to you? Yeah. Because I need to yeah. see changed action for me. Yes. Some people need. You need to take me to dinner, then I'll forgive you. You need yeah. to clean the house for the whole week, then I'll then that shows me like a punishment. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. 
So um, if there is quiz online, so you can look online, type in the um, apology language quiz. Yeah. And you can do it. It shoots out your results. Once again, it changes over time. It changes over time. Oh, my gosh. So, this is fascinating. Um, I love so it, you, Tracy. Thank so when you. When your partner knows, my partner was um, an acts of service forgiveness person. So he would um, want to, like a lot of men are like that. They buy you flowers. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Okay. But for me, it's all about everything that goes in the words. Like I said earlier, I need to hear, I'm so sorry that I was an absolute idiot. What I did or what I said when I said the exact words was wrong. And I promise mm -hmm. I will never do it again. Yeah. Then I feel like, oh, my God, I love you. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, do it, please. Amazing. Um, I'm totally going to do it. That's going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, how did you get started in this field? Well, um, it was a journey. And I think I, like I said earlier, I was drawn to it. Um, I actually went through a divorce. I went through a divorce um, seven years ago. Um, and I've always been very intrigued by relationship dynamics and always asked myself, why do some people have live a happily ever after and why do some not? Because my parents got divorced. Mm -hmm. um, and my mom, she, she loved my dad till she died, sadly. Mm. She never remarried or anything like that. Whereas my dad went on and he had re uh, relationships again and got married again and got divorced again, got married again. And my dad had very strange relationships. Um, and I wondered why are some people like that? So um, that made me, pushed me to understand why my relationship didn't work. So I um, did a, decided to, I'm going to study it just to find out. And when I studied mm -hmm. it, I got more intrigued, more drawn in and thought, well, I'm going to be a therapist. But I had an insight to actually start from helping teenagers because a lot of people in the research, their relationships don't work because of the issues they um, have as a result of childhood experiences mm -hmm. that are unresolved. Yeah. So I thought, oh, I'm going to be the one that saves all the teenagers so that they can be happy adults. Yes. Um, and that eventually made me realize that you can't help a teenager unless you include their parents. Yeah. So, um, I started working with teenagers and their parents, which I yeah. still do today. Um, and then as I started working with the parents, the issues in their relationships came forward and, um, through word of mouth, I just got kind of sucked into this bubble of being a relationship expert. So, now um, I see probably 50-50 teenagers and couples. That's amazing. Yeah. And I suppose you're getting different things to the table, aren't you? Uh, or are you? Yeah, you are. I am. Yeah. I am. I'm getting um, – it's, it's always intriguing because relationships are very interesting. There's so many aspects to relationships within a family dynamic. Mm -hmm. um, you have it two partners that most of the time are working and have issues at work 
you have two partners that come from a family that are often dysfunctional or were dysfunctional. Both partners have many past relationships that are also causing triggers. Mm-hmm. And the way they're parenting their children is all impacting the child's life as a result of everything I just mentioned. Yeah. And when you have a, a teenager that's at the age where they are just blooming and blossoming into this beautiful adult, um, but they're being suppressed by parents with triggers and issues, how can you help the teenager if the parents aren't on board? Mm. So, yeah, it's, it's so many facets to it, you know. Us human beings, aren't we intriguing? We really are. And I, I, I'm just fascinated by it. And I, I, love, I love learning about kind of the human psyche um, and, and people watching. You know, it's nice to just go out and sit and watch people, watch them go about their lives. Um, it is. It yeah. is. And it's very interesting to, to watch people on my, on my couch um, or you call it a sofa here, but um, you know, watching them, how they evolve from disconnect to connect um, as a couple or as a family, even because often I have families in my, in, mm-hmm. in my office, but to, to watch how those guards come down when you disconnected, you have, we, we, our walls go up yeah, because we feel unsafe. And uh, the two key elements for any relationship is commitment and trust which Mm. are the legs for 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 safety isn't it yeah so if you know that the people are committed to support love nurture you and that you are and you can trust them to do that that's when you feel safe so yeah it's interesting it makes it makes sense so what what would it look like if if i'm listening to the show um and i'm thinking i i think i really want to connect with tracy i think i want to work with her what would that what would that journey be like how would i get in touch with okay. you what would happen I think um, the most important thing is to want to do it is to uh, and to know that you are going to step into a realm of growth when when you work with me, whether it's as an individual or as a couple. Um, The first step is we need to have a discussion to see if I think you are a fit for what I do. Mm-hmm. And you need to have a discussion with me. Ask me the questions you need to ask to see if I'm a fit for you. Because, you know, we, there has to be that connection with a therapist. Yeah. Um, the understanding of confidentiality is essential for me toward my clients and my clients toward me. Because it's a, a very protective space mm-hmm. when, when we go into therapy. And then... Once I know what your your um, goal is, what you would like to work on, um, I then work a, out a package which suits a, just to you, mm-hmm. and we start. 
most of, most of my clients see me on a weekly basis um, initially until they've completed their package and then they might choose to go on to a maintenance program if if that's something that they would like to do which is very good for especially for couples because mm -hmm. as you know there's nothing no such thing as a perfect relationship they yeah. all hit speed bumps we all have issues and as we navigate through the different um uh, phases of life different challenges face us and oh my god jane if wouldn't it be great if we all got a manual when we were born mm -hmm. in this big box that we could just tap into when we reach 13. Yeah. when you're 13 this is what happens when you get married this is what happens when you have a breakup this is what happens we don't know we're all just winging it yeah we're all trying our best and you know sometimes we need help and there's no nothing wrong with finding help mm. yeah definitely i mean my kind of holistic journey started when i was 21 um, and i'd come out of an abusive relationship and i thought well my friends hadn't seen me smile put it that way for ages the sparkle had gone out of my eyes um and i was just going through the motions of going to work and you know all of that kind mm. of stuff um and felt very very hollow so i decided that i would i could either go to the doctors um and get some antidepressants and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that or i thought well why don't i try something else first and i went um and i went and saw a homeopath um and it was home homeopathy and emotional freedom technique as well um and i it just that was my kind of first me going to pay for therapy and healing for myself so that's that's kind of that's when it started and now I am 45 in a couple of weeks time and I've continued mm. that healing journey that growth journey trying different therapies um mm. and it's well I, I just think it's a magical process so if anybody's out there and and they're listening and you're you're intrigued I was I would always say go try you know connect with Tracy and find someone to help you because it, it makes life so much better exactly so much and better. and you know um I think us human beings we 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 really are very good at doing hope mm. and if you in a situation if 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 you out there is listening and you're in a situation where you're tired of hoping and nothing's changing then find somebody to talk to find somebody that can help you whether it's with your own issues whether it's with your child whether it's with your partner whether it's with your career anything that you're tired of having hope that it's going to get better or be different um sometimes you need someone's other perspective so that's why we have friendships we can bounce it off your friends and so on but remember friendships are very biased i don't know if you agree with me jane they off your friends often either say something according to what they think 
or they say what they think you want to hear to make you feel better. Mm. And I always say, and, and remember when I'm talking to my friends is they're bringing their stories into this. Mm. They're bringing, so if you're talking about relationship, they're bringing all of their breakups into it, all of their relationships into it, all of their family history and exactly. they're bringing all of those stories and beliefs mm. into the answer that they give you. Whereas exactly. if you go, yeah, if you go to a professional who has got a, a big toolkit of ways to help you, um, yeah, it's, I think the it's magic happens, isn't it? <laughs> the magic yeah. happens when you have that. And, you know, Jen, I don't know if you agree with me. Um, I'd be interested to hear your opinion here. Um, I have also been through my journey of therapy and I find it very, I found it very unfulfilling to go to therapy and just talk. Mm. Um, and this is why I'm a therapeutic coach. Yes. So I do the therapy, but we work on a toolkit. Yes. On uniquely designed for you as a, as an individual. So you don't feel like, oh, I've talked, but what now? Yeah. You, you feel like you've talked, you've understood, you've heard, you've seen it from a different perspective and you know what you can do from now on and you're mm. going to try it and it's yeah. going to work and it's going to build your confidence and it's going to change your relationships and it's going to help you grow as a human being and love yourself and be happy. Mm. You know? Yeah. The kind of the the kind of therapy and um, sessions that I've had that have worked the best for me have been the ones with toolkits alongside it, you know, Definitely. or I'm asked to to go and do um, like some home learning or, you know, actionable steps. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It does make a difference, definitely. And I think that that also addresses our um, desire and our um, human need to learn and grow. Mm. Because I don't know if you, when you help people develop, you have to address every single need. Yeah. And we're so focused on, as business owners, trying to build this amazing business and we have to do this we have to do that we have to do this everything has to be done but we forget that that's exactly how it works with relationships there's so many different aspects and sometimes mm -hmm. when i sit down with couples and i say oh um do you guys have alone time and they look at me like i'm speaking a foreign language mm. because they think alone time means they don't want to be with me yes yeah but you need the alone time to reconnect with you. Yeah. You know. And I, I found personally when I moved from South London to Bournemouth, how much alone time I actually needed, enjoyed, thrived mm. with. Um, uh, yeah. And, and coming back to, you know, the hustle and bustle of um london i i love it a little bit <laughs> i could i know that there's no way you're ever gonna see jane living back in london um yeah 
Uh, but I, I can come up, I can have my little trips up here and then I can go back to my life yeah. by the sea with lots of calm time, lots of time out in nature, lots of silence as well. Like yeah. I like just being in silence in my house. Other times I might put music on and things like that, but it's not, I would never have the TV on um, in the background or anything like yeah. that. Whereas other people, yeah, need that. And it's, yeah, it's interesting. The more you get to know yourself, the more you know uh, and you can tell those things to your partner you know look I, I I love you but I also need x amount of time on my own to mm. be the best partner to you um because yeah. otherwise I'll be stressed out of my head <laughs> and, they, and, and also when you are in that um state of attunement your partner is not going to feel threatened by that. Your partner is not going to feel rejected. Your partner is not going to feel insecure, feel that you are you seeing someone else or things like that. It's going to be a state of complete and other trust and it all works well. We're back. We've got a little issue with the yes we had a little issue there back. but i think we're back so can you just repeat that i said um um as a response to what you said how great it is to actually be able to say to your partner that i need time to myself it's equally great when your partner does not feel triggered by that or insecure mm. by that um, and doesn't question your um, commitment, doesn't question your, question your loyalty. And they can feel really almost like, great, I want you to have time to yourself. Go have fun. How much time do you need? Take it all. You know, it, it makes a big difference. Yeah, huge, huge difference. Um, now... We, I feel like we've given so many <laughs> tips and so much, so much advice to the audience already. But if you had anything that you could just get them to start implementing, okay. or some, yeah, something that they could implement in their lives that help them be happier. Um, okay. with, within themselves and within their relationships? I think um, is, for, let's start with, with yourself. I think it's important to take on a, an inner promise to yourself to be honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. And um, the only way you can do that is in silence. Um, and that's not necessarily in meditation. That's just like Jane said earlier, take time, go into nature on your own, be in silence. They say walking is an excellent way to get your brain working. And ask yourself, are you happy? What can I do to make myself more happy? What, what do I need? You know, um, 
my brother passed away last year and he told me once oh i'm getting all emotional sorry he told me once that he lived in um leiden he told me once that every morning you know they've got those beautiful canals there have you ever been there to where leiden no it's close to amsterdam okay but it's it's like a hidden gem very clean nothing like amsterdam if you ever yeah. want to go on a trip go to leiden okay. l-e-i-d-e-n fantastic and he said that every morning he would go to this beautiful area at the canal and he would put his hand on his chest and he would say how are you doing and it's a bit like that check in on yourself Mm. and when you answer yourself be honest and when you have a need come pop up for you it's try and fulfill that need Mm. try and be honest and as for relationships I think I'm going to choose the same word is honesty. Mm-hmm. And with honesty, honesty can only happen when you communicate. And unfortunately, a lot of couples that have problems have a problem with communication, especially communicating with honesty because they have a fear of upsetting their partner. Mm-hmm. So I think it's about learning how to be honest with your partner in a way that isn't hurtful not that brutally honest thing which i hate when you saw your partner says oh but that honesty hurts. with love yes and kindness. With love yeah. and kindness and emotional intelligence mm-hmm. and everything like that and if you can work on that in your relationship you are halfway there mm-hmm you know, to finding a a really healthy um, and lasting relationship, I think. Mm. Yeah, and it does, um, as I've evolved, my relationships have evolved um, and communication is is the key, isn't it, to everything. and I love what you said about that. We're not talking that brutal honesty because most most of the time when people are like that, it's just cruel. Um, it's not kind of speaking mm-hmm. your truth with integrity, love, kindness. Exactly. Um, yeah, you don't need to be brutal, do you? No. no. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's lovely. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Um it's been an amazing interview. I've loved every moment of it. Um, so so those gorgeous listeners um, out there, do you have a, a special offer or for them? Well, um, I've got, I'm going to add something extra in, I think, today, because I think it's such an important thing is to, to find happiness. Um, the offer that's always out there is that you can always contact me and you have a free call. It's a short 15-minute phone call or a Zoom call where we can talk and see if there is something I can do for you. And for anybody that um, phones me off Jane's show, 
um, stay sane with Jane. If you message me, stay sane with Jane, I'll give you 10% off any package that you um, go for if you decide to go for a package. So as long as you quote, stay sane with Jane. It's a bit like when you on, want to win a prize on a radio show and you have to pick up the phone saying, stay sane with Jane. You don't have to do that. <laughs> you don't That'd have to do that. <laughs> but you can um, just say that you saw me on Jane's or listened to me on Jane's show and that will allow you to get an extra 10% off. So great. That is amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. So all you have to do is go online and put Tracy and that's T-R-A-C-Y, Kimber, K-I-M-B-E-R-G.com. And you'll go to her beautiful website. You can get information there on the couples, teenagers. There's resources there. There's a blog. Um, and then there's a button that says, let's talk. And I believe, yeah, that will kind of take you to a place where you can, you can message um, Tracy. Uh, so there's lots and lots of information there and there's lots of reviews from happy clients as well on that uh, on that website of hers thank you jane that's lovely oh uh, it's my pleasure it's been an absolute amazing interview um the ultimate guide to thriving family connections insights from a relationship expert and that is Tracy Kimber. Thank you, thank so, you much. so much. Thanks so much for joining us and um, thank you for listening and we'll see everybody on the next episode of Stay Sane with Jane. Stay Sane with Jane, the show that helps you and your business to thrive, not just survive. Tune in each week as Jane connects with guests in the wellness, business and publishing worlds, bringing you the most up-to-date training, techniques, healing and guidance for growth, mindset and motivation. Each session